Oh, now I am because it's exactly 5.15. Oh yeah, okay, good. I'm live. Okay. Um, hi guys. Today is the uh, 27th of uh, February. Um, many things have happened today. Uh, so I'm just going to run down, run through the list of um, the updates in the town hall session that happened this morning. It was a good and robust session. But before I do that, I just want to let everyone know that we've like crossed the 2,200 member mark, which basically means from two days ago, we, we have an increase of 200 members, which is a 10% increment, and which is fantastic, right? So uh, many things have happened. I think the, the parliamentary sessions have started. So uh, we're starting to see footage and clips of um, the sessions and um, quite proud to say that many MPs have started speaking about freelancers, self-employed persons, uh, also in the arts and uh, cultural community. So um, one of the members, Sylvia, she sent me um, the clip that uh, MP Denise Poir actually spoke about um, the freelancers. And of course, Arts and MP Terence Ho, um, a part of his um, briefing or his his uh, session on in, 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 in the parliament was about uh, the arts, obviously, because he's the arts NMP. And uh, tomorrow, he is still open to meeting a lot more people so that he can bring more information or stories to the parliament because I think we have a short window of until the, the first week of March. So what we are trying to do now is trying to gather as much um, data and stories and information as possible. So, uh, town hall updates. It was a good turnout. The, the representation was quite diverse. We have media, we have theatre, we have music uh, in, at the end of us, but um, we, have, we spoke about the, the music sector. We have dance, we have literary, we have uh, actors there. We also have photographers, photography, and of course, visual arts. So, there's a lot of synergy amongst the different sectors and branches. I think this amount of synergy um, was never so apparent, uh, even in previous times maybe. I'm, I'm not too familiar what has happened because um, I'm sure with social media, everybody is a lot more connected. And because we are sharing so much of our, what's happening to us, everybody sort of um, has a, uh, have an idea of how each of us in the different sectors are doing and so I think that also increased the, the whole empathy level instead of I'm just the one who's suffering uh, you are better off than me but the good news is also I hear that some uh, jobs may be coming back I mean like people are okay it's, it's a bit stable now we know it's not going to become a severe situation or too, too much or touch wood maybe I shouldn't say that too, too early but uh, it seems to have be, uh, be under control at this point of time so I think there are some people who are getting um, their postponed jobs restarted again. So that's actually good news. Um, one of the key things that we spoke about is the, the, the approach strategy to, to work with or to, con or to connect or to contact with the um, relevant government bodies. I think one of the strategies that, that, that I thought about was, uh, I think the first and foremost, all the different sectors or branches um, have to know who their parent 
government body is. Um, I know for some it's a little bit grey because it could be uh, you may the work you do may may cut across multiple stat boards. For example, um, if you are if you're an actor, uh, when you do theatre work, that is under NAC, and then when you act for films and television, then that is under uh, IMDA. So then you ask you are asking the question. So who is my parent? I think this is something that is not very easy to answer, but um, which is why I, when I created uh, uh, this new post the last couple of days, the whole idea is to get a lot more clearer uh, picture of who, where you should be asking for help. That's one thing. The other thing is also, I think people ask me, why don't I just do a poll where people will just list down or add in a non-exhaustive list of what people do. I think one of our members actually uh, did that. And the, the problem with this kind of post is, is while, while it's good to know how many people are doing what things, it's very hard to then take these numbers to go to the relevant uh, bodies. I mean, the whole purpose was set, was to do the post was is so that tomorrow when I meet NTUC as well, I could show them very quickly. Instead of having to explain, I just bring them to the group page and because it's public domain information and it's live and it's, um, it's, it's continued to uh, grow, they can see that it is, uh, it is not just a, a paper that we put together and then to give them some stats. So this is something that they can also track because we are not able to uh, or we don't have the resources to constantly compile and then send them um, the, the data. You know, unlike, say, NTUC's unit for freelancers and self-employed persons, they, they do have uh, a few people working on it so um, I thought if we were to update conscientiously onto the Facebook group and the post, they could actually extract as and when they need, right? And of course, once you identify the, the parent body or stat board, um, what we want to do is then propose a partnership with them, which means i.e. the, the working committee that uh, we, are, we have formed basically across the entire uh, industry will then identify, for example, uh, NAC's Arts Resource Hub and say, look, so this group of people is, every time I mention some stat board, the light goes funny. But <laughs> so, where was I? Okay, so like uh, artists could, uh, oh my God, okay, sorry. Matt, Matt, I think we have to change the light again if it goes off. Yeah, my bad. Just over here, Matt. Okay. I'll come back in a bit. Yeah, the last time was... Uh... <laughs> oh my Okay, sorry. Last time was uh, AMDA, I mentioned the light starts flickering. Now I mentioned NEC Arts Resource Hub, it starts flickering. But yeah, okay, so coming back to where I was. Yeah, sorry. Yep, so we identified the relevant uh, stat boards and maybe some of the, the 
existing um, infrastructure or uh, projects that they have uh, started, for example, Arts Resource Hub, and then help them to maybe increase their coverage or we let them know exactly what's being needed so they can actually tailor fit to what is most needed right now. And one of the things that we also discussed about was um, how to help the current most affected group of artists to stay afloat because um, Terence did mention, Terence Tan did mention that or some of the artists, um, because the shows are being cancelled, revenue is being cut, they cannot sustain beyond uh, two months because they, they have higher overheads. Uh, also because like the the nature of what they do may, may require like a huge space as rent and then um, they may have workshops, they may need to fabricate things. So, so these things are quite real. Um, while it's also not feasible to say, hey, here's another space that we could provide you for. You want to move everything down there. I mean, there's an option, but it's not very feasible at this point of time as well. Um, so we're thinking about how we can then um, find alternatives to help them do their shows, i.e. If, if, if community shows or if they, they stop receiving um, bookings for shows, is it possible to bring, say, the show online to use technology, live streaming, and they perform online? And then, of course, this has to be a paid model where people are willing to pay for um, watching uh, a performance. I think this is something very new, but I don't think it's very far away from, say, uh, what Netflix has done basically to the to the industry, where uh, you pay a subscription, or and then you have unlimited amount of content you can watch, and some of them you don't have to wait weekly; you can binge watch. These are all new ways of um, consuming content. But when it comes to performances, is there a way to look at what uh, the media industry has done and perhaps think about that as well? So perhaps maybe we also even discussed um, the possibility of uh, music events going live stream, uh, paid of course. We, we don't want to worry about the, the, the mechanism, but I want to ask the audience if you, if you, if you are even willing to pay for uh, a live stream, right? And one of the... One of the suggestions that came out, um, I think it was Charlene from Singlik Station. She said that even though some of the shows are cancelled, what they try to do is for the artists, or sorry, for the writers or poets that they have booked, instead of just straight up cancel, they basically re, they try to find work that they need to that that they need to be done, and if the writer can do the job, let them do it instead. So. You know, the money has to go out. Uh, the money is old, but then you can repurpose the, um, the booked artist or writer or whatnot. So that's one way. And I think on Facebook, Michael, Michael Lee, he mentioned that um, he was booked for something X amount of hours. Um, instead of just cancelling outright, he basically got to do the... Um, they, they got him to do something for one hour, but paid him what was owed to him because the shows were cancelled. So those kind of arrangements could actually work, right? And 
Yeah, um, a lot of this has been spoken about as well because like Jasmine uh, just posted that it is very important that you file your taxes and, uh, and or CPF because if there's no record of you as an employed person, it could be with, uh, with a company or self-employed. If there's no record, it's very hard to give you any grants because then you're unemployed. Then you fall under the whole unemployment benefit structure, which is the other side of it all. But then if you are self-employed and you don't file, are not on record, then they cannot identify you and give you that help and support. Uh, it's, anyway, I just speaking of tax, I just received an SMS from IRAS. I don't know if you received it. Uh, asked me to file my tax. So, yeah, so that's one thing. Um, yeah, I mentioned this morning about uh, someone said that maybe in this downtime, people may want to upskill. They may, yeah, skills future. We hear about that, but what I realized also is that you may learn a new skill or you learn a new software or you learn a new uh, technique or tool, but how are you able to then utilize these skills if you have no access to these tools or software? Or maybe the software is so new that your, your computer is too old to run? Uh, so I mentioned quite briefly in a post that, oh, actually, what do you guys think about having some sort of a, a, a grant for a trade tool? Uh, I, I think it's going to be hard to administer. It's going to be hard because there's no record or no association or no knowledge of what each and every single self-employed person is doing. But the reverse will be true, that, uh, which means that if you are uh, registered, you're part of a society or association, it's very easy that if you're a paid member, registered member, uh, the, the, the grant approving body can just interface with the association and those members can get those sort of grants because then you, want, you can prevent abuse to a certain extent. Okay? It's not foolproof 100%, but that works. So it's like a mini PIC um, for people to upgrade their tools because they talk about digitalization, upgrade the tools, go to uh, online everything, but we do need new equipment. So that could be an option that I'm trying to um, speak to them about as well. Okay, and right, uh, a lot of conversations have been about skills future. Yesterday's STARS event um, was very linked closely to skills future and training and whatnot. That's that's good, that's true. And of course, those are really looking at people of a certain age. And then Terence today brought up something that's very interesting. Uh, he said, then what about those people under 25? Because we know that the skills future is given to people age 25 and above. If you're 40, you get another 500. Uh, what about those who are 24 now and, and below? No, you may be graduating and then suddenly you are stuck in this and then even if you want to update your, your skills, you don't have skills future, then what happens? So that's something to uh, talk about. And Right, and so second last point, uh, the meeting with NTUC is confirmed at 5.30, they're coming down to my office. I'm going to uh, download or upload everything that's been discussed today plus the last couple of weeks and um, if you have anything you want to let them know um, just feel free to basically do it online um, 
I will set up a, a post to, for final updates, questions you want to ask, you just ask over there. And then, yes, obviously we are going to talk really about uh, standards, contracts, payment, milestones and the whole developmental uh, track. So all these things are going to be there. So don't be, don't, 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 don't be afraid. You, you, we will definitely tackle those uh, questions. We're going to make sure that they know that one of the biggest issues are, are obviously payment related. Right. And yeah, uh, so we will continue to work on this. Um, the working name is Intersector Working Committee. Uh, we will still continue to work um, across the, the different sectors and branches. And hopefully in the future meetings, we have even more um, other sectors. Like I think um, the makeup people just started to uh, started talking in the in the chat group and um, we want to focus on that as well so hopefully the next round we can have a little bit more um, so that they can we can make this whole um, study or this whole working community project a lot more beneficial to a larger group of people so yeah I'm gonna look at questions right now Okay, so uh, Basil, you asked about weddings. Okay, so like wedding videographers and photographers, right? Uh, are they not technically, okay, th not under IMD. Okay, for those who are in media, film, TV, uh, or video, whatnot, uh, just to be quite clear that um, this has been brought up many, 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 many years. In fact, all the way to 2009, 2010, that's about 10 years ago, where Sebastian Tan, uh, Group MD of Shooting Gallery, has he's very involved in the government side of things, um, constantly being invited to, to, to share his views and uh, focus groups and whatnot, he's even on the board of the Film Commission. Um, he, he, Shooting Gallery is uh, a large commercial TVC and photography company, one of the largest in fact, in, in, in Singapore and in Asia. Um, in fact, a lot of work now in the uh, China office, Shanghai office, is, is, is incredible. Uh, he, Sebastian said that, um, why don't we consider having programs and support and grants to develop the people working in the TVC industry? And of course, IMDA say we can't because that is not under, that is not content creation. Uh, that's advertising. So, there is a commercial world of uh, video and um, I think to a large extent I, because photography actually comes under say NEC if it, if it was um, done or made as, as visual arts but then it, once it goes commercial then it goes out of the jurisdiction of the National Arts Council so that's one of the areas and then the question is then do they fall under Design Singapore uh, Council? Uh, I don't know if that is direct because uh, in a certain way it's, it is a commercial um, platform or at least Design Singapore looks at designers and designers are doing commercial work, right? It's not just art for galleries. And then there are the wedding videographers. I really don't know where they're for under, but I, I would think that those are like corporate and once it's corporate, then it's also paid. So definitely not IMDA, for sure, because they're not creating content for public consumption 
or, or otherwise. There's no IP in that sense. And, and then they are like, yesterday, oh yeah, the actors. So, uh, Brandon and a few actors actually asked me, you know, when I did the poll for actors, why is it so narrow in that sense, right? Um, like only five sort of categories, but the reason why it's like that category, because one of the reasons that we might not be able to advance as quick as as we like is because that um, maybe our structure or whatever structure that we have had uh, in the past is very different from a global or international standard. Okay, because there are some categories of actors, um, like I will tell you, that it's people who actors who do film, who do TV, and then actors who specifically do um, commercials. They only act in 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 in, in advertisements and commercials. There are also actors who basically just voice over acting. They just do voice for animation, and then there are also the uh, backgrounds and, and extras, which is actually a huge industry. You should have even its own association because that pretty much is a, should be the entry point for anybody who wants to go into acting. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that you cannot get your lead role upon your first audition. You can. I mean, a lot of people have that magical moment. But for most people who are working actors, there is actually a pathway. So without all these clear definitions, right, then it's very hard to, to identify how do you go from where you are. Um... Then someone asked me, um, then why don't you consider like MCs and um, TV show host presenters? Because that's actually very different again because they are not playing another character. Like acting means you, you, you have to play a character. So that's acting, right? Uh, yeah. So I hope I answered your question, Benzo. It's quite confusing right now. Um, but I think as we start to uh, deconstruct and isolate and put group people together then it starts to become clear as well mm. Ashley on the note of income tax IRS has follow up and mentioned that it's case by case basis case is still pending DBS is providing options to delay mortgage payment during this period on the DBS app oh my god that is like news I'm still dying to wait for OCBC because I think we have to call them because, uh, yeah, UOB has mentioned about the loan release for business DBS has and uh, OCBC still haven't said anything. So I think we better call them because, yeah, we have loans that are due every month and I think we really need some sort of uh, respite at this point of time. So thanks, Ashley. So when you say case-by-case case basis, you have to... So they will be very busy, won't they? Like everybody will call to ask for defer for uh, tax deferment. So I don't know if that's like the best way to do case by case basis, but I guess I don't know if there's any other way to do it now even, right? Okay. Cool. Okay, so if you don't have any more questions for me, I'm just going to end right here. It's a short one. I uh, just want to give you guys updates of what happened this morning. And then uh, next update will be, uh, won't be tomorrow. I think it will have to do it next week. Uh, update on the meeting with uh, NTUC and uh, I hope to bring good news for you guys uh, more concrete news but meanwhile um, the parliament sessions are going on they are now trying to push the case forward everybody is trying to uh, come up with uh, plans to bring to, to basically 
uh, choke that pot of money. Uh, again, I mentioned uh, IMDA, uh, Joachim has told me that uh, they already have a, a, a first plan in place. The minister will uh, talk about it and it in includes freelancers, uh, a package for, for, for media freelancers. So I believe that most other agencies may start following um, IMDA's uh, lead if, if that is anything to be. So let's just see what happens when um, the COS sessions continue on, okay? Uh, okay, so that's it from me. Uh, this is the update for today, 27th of February. So all of you, please stay safe, wash your hands. Uh, we still have some hand sanitizers left. Uh, not a lot, but we have now 30, 30 ml bottles and 170 ml bottles. Um, yeah, so we streamline what we're offering. So just, yeah, if you can't get it outside, let us know. You still have. So that's it. Okay, stay safe. I'll see you next week.